Welcome to Connect with Encompass Health. I'm your host, Mary Ellen DeBartolabin, National Director of Quality at Encompass Health. Our Connect podcast is designed to help inspire and motivate healthcare professionals with insightful information from our industry experts. In this season of Connect, we're focusing on lessons in leadership. We'll be talking with some of Encompass Health's top executives. How did they grow their careers, overcome obstacles, and lead teams to growth? In this episode, we'll be talking with Mark Tarr, Encompass Health's President and CEO, and Charmaine Blanchard, Chief Nursing Officer at our hospital in Stewart, Florida. Mark and Charmaine, combined the two of you have nearly 50 years experience in the industry. Charmaine, how did you get to where you are today? Well, I think how I got where I am today is just hard work and just persevering. I started out my career as a business major, and I have a degree in business management. Um, I worked with that, decided to become a flight attendant, um, did that with Pan Am. And when Pan Am went out of business, I went back to my first choice of what I always wanted to do, and that was to become a nurse. Charmaine, I didn't hear you mention the paralegal piece, which is just one extra thing you did after Pan Am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you were working for a hospital. So that's kind of how yeah, you... the same the same hospital. I was I started out there um, in there doing the patient account legal rep. Um, and then through that, I kept seeing the nurses and I went back to my childhood dream of becoming a nurse. And then one day I just enrolled in nursing school. That is a unique path to nursing, but it sounds like you ended up where you belong. Mark, your career path was a little more direct, uh, more of a direct flight. Wasn't your first CEO role and role at Encompass Health at our Vero Beach Hospital? You know, Mariana, it it was, and it doesn't seem like it, but it's been uh, over 30 years ago now. It seems like it was just yesterday, but I... uh, uh, got my first hospital when I was the age of 30. Uh, that was after I completed a couple of years in a management training program where I was the assistant administrator uh, at two hospitals in, in Pennsylvania, one up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and then Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then I had a shot to get my first hospital uh, in Vero Beach, Florida, which was a wonderful experience for me. And, and uh, it's great to continue to see that some of the folks um, are still there at Treasure Coast, uh, the same folks as when I was there. So it was a, it was a great place for me to start out. I was very grateful for uh, for the role, and the, I had a great team there. And and uh, they kind of they kind of put me on the right path once I got down there. So it sounds like you wound up where you were supposed to be via Pennsylvania and Florida into Birmingham. You've been with the company, like you said, for nearly thirty years. From the hospital CEO role, you advanced to a regional president, and I believe that was over Texas, correct? Uh, I was was based in Texas. I had uh, multiple states out there in terms of the region. Okay. And then eventually became our national leader. What was it like transitioning from the hospital serving as a CEO to now being over 150 hospitals? Well, as you can imagine, over 30 years, it's an iterative process. Uh, so I, I, I learned along the way. And, and you know, a couple of the things I, I quickly learned is that you have to surround yourself with good people, um, help support them, 
put them in a position to succeed. And uh, if, if you do that, then you will also be able to uh, enjoy success and, and do that with the team that, that you've built around yourself. So I think it's always started around the valuing of, of people. People make this company today and, and whether you're in a support role or a, a direct uh, patient care role, it, it takes uh, it takes everyone to really make this company successful, which we do every day. So from working with you for 15 years, Mark, I know that a huge theme has always been, like you mentioned, employees as our foundation, and it's embedded in our company strategy. Charmaine, how does that still ring true at the hospital level? It absolutely rings true. So in the hospital level, um, I think the past couple of years, we've really solidified this fact. As nurses, we've been through a lot with the pandemic, staffing challenges, now a hurricane. So there's always something going on. But, you know, through it all, we kept almost a full census here at our hospital. Our employees showed up to work and they gave 100% every day. It was difficult at times, but we leaned on one another and we did what it took to make all our patients feel well taken care of. And you can see that through our patient satisfaction. So we're proud of what we're doing and we have great employees surrounding us. It has been difficult the last two and a half years working in healthcare, especially for nursing. Mark, how has that affected the company overall? Well, uh, clearly there has been a uh, nursing shortage now for for years. That's 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 no secret. But then you throw a pandemic, a national pandemic, uh, on top of that. You had uh, a number of nurses that decided to um, exit the field. You had a number of nurses that decided to to go different paths, become travelers. As an organization, we had a number of hospitals that. Uh, in order to meet the demand for the, the for the care and services of the patients that were referred to us, we had to go out and find the resources. In this case, the resources were nurses. And so whether that was through uh, contract uh, labor, whether that was through other types of agencies or travelers, we have done everything that we needed to do as a company to make sure that we were staffed appropriately, kind of had to think outside the box and and still are thinking outside the box but uh, clearly the environment for nurses, the wage inflation uh, for, for nurses has been uh, challenging, not only for our organization, but really any organization that uh, provides drug patient care right now. So I think Charmaine is a great example of, of what a great leader uh, in the nursing field can accomplish, not only for herself, but how she has helped her own hospital and region weather these challenging times. Charmaine, let's talk about that. You mentioned nursing shortages at your hospital. As a nursing leader, how do you encourage and even inspire your staff during challenging times? As Mark mentioned, we've had to use contract labor, but we waited as long as we could before we started using contract labor. And we started in April and we finished in September, and we've only used five contract labor staff during this time. But what made the difference for us is leading with empathy, speaking to our staff and letting them know we're doing what other profession can we have where we're helping someone through their most difficult time. So, you know, I do the things 
that they do. If I pass by a patient's room, I'm going to stop and help. So they see me also leading with empathy and also going in and starting the IVs for them or toileting a patient. So it's a team atmosphere that we have here. And I think that helped us through. You know, when you love something and you do it because it's it's something you love to do, as the saying goes, it doesn't feel like work. So I love what I do and I love the staff that I work with. Charmaine, let's talk about why rehabilitation from a nursing perspective? What led you there? So I started out at Boca Regional and I worked there for 20 years. And I've always said at 20 years, I'm going to do something else. And almost to the day of 20 years, I got called from a former um, CEO to work at Palm Beach Gardens as the assistant chief nursing officer. I did that for three years, and then Yvette and I worked together there, and she asked me to come over. And and I've been here for seven years, and I'm not planning on going anywhere else. I love rehabilitation, and I tell nurses that if you go to a rehab facility, a rehab hospital, you won't go back to the acute, because you get to see patients come in at their worst and leave majority of the time, so much better. And they are, they are so appreciative. They are happy because they're on the other end of the acute care. So that's why I love rehab. Is there a particular patient story um, that you want to share? I have so many, but <laughs> I do have one. I, I do. And patients make me teary every day. When I go into the room, at least once a day, maybe I'm a little bit too emotional, but I remember starting here and there was a young lady, she was in her early forties and she had a stroke. She was a professional um, woman who her life just totally took a change. She had a peg tube. She couldn't move. It was, it was a sad situation. And she stayed here for 99 days, and I got to see her walk out. I cried that day. I think the majority of our staff, we lined up and just cheered her on. So that was one of those in my early um, career here at Encompass that just made all the difference to me. And I see that almost every day. Mark, do you have any thoughts on how our setting is unique from the acute care or nursing home setting? Yeah, I, I, I do. As a matter of fact, it's it's one of the uh, uh, it's one of the best kept secrets, which we're trying to do our best not to let it be a secret through some of our branding efforts. But the field of rehabilitation for nursing provides a wonderful opportunity for the nurses to see the vast majority of our patients get better. The vast majority of our patients go home. So they will see these patients at their, 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 most, their most dependent point uh, at the time of admission, whether it's through a stroke or a fractured hip or brain injury or spinal cord injury, hopefully progress throughout their stay. Um, the fact that our patients in our hospitals between 12 and 13 days on average gives that nurse an opportunity to get to know the patient, get to know the patient family, know a little bit about the, the background of that patient. And you just don't get that in an acute care setting where the, the patient's only in there, say, three or four days uh, length of stay. You're, you're in there. It's a short-term focus. You're stabilizing that patient there medically. 
And so you don't get the opportunity to watch the patient progress like we do in our hospital. So I think our setting is very unique in terms of the healthcare continuum. The fact that our patients get better just makes it a terrific setting for nurses. And we, we, we need to do a better job as a company to, to spread the word so we get more nurses interested in our ERFs. Charmaine, I, I think it's stories like you mentioned that also help motivate us at the home office. It's incredibly humbling to be in rehabilitation care. And at the end of the day, we hope that what we're doing in some small way is helping support you and your staff so you can help those patients that, as you said, are facing some of the most difficult and uncertain times of their lives and getting to see them walk out the door back into back to home, back to their former life is incredibly rewarding. That brings me to my final question for the both of you. While a career in healthcare can be rewarding, we also know it's incredibly challenging now more so than ever. So I'll circle back to the beginning where you told us both how you got to where you are today. And I'd like to ask you, why get into healthcare now? And what advice would you give others looking to work in this field? So why healthcare? It has to be something that is in your heart. It cannot be because you want a stable career. I mean, it could be, but when I interview staff, the most important thing I want to see is how empathetic they are, why they became a nurse, why choose this career, because those are the staff members you want. I had a patient say to me recently, how did you hire the people that you hire? Everyone is so nice. And I hear that all the time. You know, it just makes me feel so proud of our staff. Nursing is tough. You're doing things that maybe a regular um, job you wouldn't do. But if you love what you do and you care about humanity and you care about others and you want to serve because it's you have to serve, um, then this is a perfect career. Basically, it has to be in your heart. It can't be just a career. You have to be able to look at patients with empathy and give them hope. Yeah, Marianne, I, I, I agree with, with um, Charmaine. It, it, it is, first of all, as you noted, it's not necessarily easy work, but healthcare is a very rewarding profession. You have reason to to get up in the morning, or whether you're you're getting up in the morning, or whether you work on night shift. If you're a direct caregiver, if you're in a support function, healthcare provides such diverse tracks to to seek a career in. It also gives great geographic uh, opportunities to 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 move around in your career. It is a big part of the economy in the United States, so you could start out in one area of healthcare and totally transition to another. It just offers such a wide realm of opportunities. I think uh, healthcare is an area that I would recommend to anybody in terms of pursuing a career. Well, thank you, Mark and Charmaine. Your roles with Encompass Health are different, but you both agree at the end of the day, we're all here for the same reason, and that's the patient's. As leaders, the best way you can help patients is providing your employees the support they need. That brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from this series on lessons in leadership, visit blog.encompasshealth.com slash podcast to subscribe to our podcast or catch up on past episodes.